We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, May the 25th, 2021. Today's show it is officially game day as the 2021 SEC Baseball Tournament has officially begun. The Gamecocks taking on the 10th seed Alabama Crimson Tide today. Two o'clock first pitch at Hoover Met in Hoover, Alabama. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. First things first, we'll break down the Crimson Tide. They're pitching. They're hitting, of course, the South kind of side of things. Who's getting the ball today? What to watch for? Key player for today. I'll give my prediction as well as in the Gamecocks get rolling in SEC tournament play. Also, guys, news and notes to get into. We got a packed show here on a Tuesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company, they're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2000, 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it. and girls, let me be the first to welcome you to 
and wish you a very happy 2021 SEC baseball tournament. Folks, happy Tuesday, and more importantly yet, happy game day. Gamecocks, the seven seed in this year SEC tournament, taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide today. It is game day. I'm fired up here on a Tuesday. Folks, hope you are all doing well. Wherever the show may find you, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you've got the day off, whatever it may be. You're out by the pool, you're at the beach, whatever you're doing, guys. Hope you're all doing well. And again, I need to take a deep breath because I'm excited. I'm fired up. The SEC tournament getting going today, probably by the time you're hearing the sound of my voice, Baseball is being played right now, guys, because the first game, of course, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time at Hoover Met and Hoover Alabama between Kentucky and Florida. The Gamecocks, the second game on the day. But again, guys, first things first, thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, wherever you are, however you're tuning in, thank you all so much for the love and the support continuing to rock with the content, share the content, show love to the content, guys. It means the absolute world. I was thinking about this yesterday. I mean, it's just crazy. I don't know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I don't know how you can't have perspective at this time of the year because when you think back just a year ago to what we were all doing last year, and I know this team might make us want to pull our hair out, it might frustrate us, and it it might make us cuss, it might make us drink, it might make us do tons of things that are harmful to our health, but man, doesn't it at least feel good if nothing else to be talking about Carolina baseball and the SEC tournament and the postseason and making projections and making predictions and all those things that come with it. I know for one thing, I feel blessed. I'm so happy, so excited to be chatting with you guys here on a Tuesday. And again, thank you all so much for the love, for the support, the regular season officially in the books. Let's dive into this here postseason beginning with the 2021 SEC baseball tournament again let's get into it Gamecocks taking on the 10th seed Alabama Crimson Tide first pitch is today folks today at two o'clock 2 p.m eastern Hoover Met is where the game will be played in Hoover Alabama by the way guys I know a lot of you will probably be at the office be on the job whatever it may be again a middle of the day first pitch on a Tuesday if you are trying to tune in and you cannot watch the game on SEC Network. That is where it'll be broadcast on the big channel. We will be doing the live stream watch along on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It'll also be available on Twitch as well. So for whatever reason, you can't tune into the game, but you can tune into me. You can tune into us. By all means, tune in. Also, for those who watch the live stream watch along, it's going to be a little bit of a different setup today, which I'm really excited about. So normally you guys have tuned in. You've seen me. There's been the ticker on the bottom or whatever, and it's just kind of been my live reactions, and we've been updating the score via that way. Today, what I'm going to do, and I've seen other YouTubers, other streamers do this, which gave me the idea, and again, I think it's going to only improve the product for you guys. I am going to position the laptop in the studio to where you're still going to see me, but you are also going to see my TV in the background with the game on it. Believe it or not, you can get away with it that way. Obviously, we can't share the stream or the game on the stream, if you will, due to obvious reasons with copyright infringement, all that. They'll just rip it down immediately. 
but you can get away with it doing it that way if you just have it on in the background. So again, I will have it on the background, volume on, you'll see me again. I think that's going to really enhance and improve the product overall. But again, we will see. I feel really good about it. I'm really excited about it. Again, guys, if you want to tune into that live stream, watch along. We will go live. 1.45 p.m. Eastern is the rough time because, again, these games, they never seem to go the exact amount, the exact length they're supposed to go. So right now, South Carolina first pitch is set for 2 o'clock. It might be 2.15. It might be 2.30. Never know. But, again, we will roll with the punches. We will do the live stream watch along if you guys want to tune to that. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. But again, the game being aired on SEC Network, the head coach of Alabama, Brad Bohannon, his team with a very much a mixed bag when it comes to the 2021 baseball season. Alabama this season, the regular season, went 29 and 22 overall, 12 and 17 in SEC play. Get this, guys. Losers of their last four and losers of their last six of seven games. So it was a really, really rough finish. For Alabama, when you have to face Vanderbilt and Mississippi State in your final two series, no, by the way, before that you had LSU, one can understand why it was such a tough end to their 2021 regular season. All right, let's break down Alabama's pitching and hitting, guys. We will start on the mound. A 4.64 total ERA, team ERA for Alabama, 5.79 SEC ERA. So it's it's been sort of a rough go of it, honestly, on the mound for Alabama. You take a look, you know, they've got some pretty good bullpen arms. You take a look at a guy like Chase Lee, 2.37 ERA in SEC play, 1-0 in 13 appearances, 19 he's pitched, 17 hits, just five earned runs, 24 strikeouts to five walks. He's been really good for them out of the pen. William Freeman's another one, Landon Green's another one. But outside of that, they've got three guys in their bullpen with ERAs under four. Everybody else is 5.81, 6.59, 7.71, 8.319, 9.39. The guy that they will throw against South Carolina, right-handed pitcher, Tyler Rass, 6-4 and four with a 5.42 ERA. And again, that is overall numbers. When you look at SEC play, 4-3 and three overall with a 6.07 ERA. Hitters hit 295 against Tyler Rass this season with a guy that Went back and forth between the midweek, the weekend. I was actually able to talk to an Alabama fan, a big Alabama baseball fan. Talked about he went back and forth between midweek, weekend. Pitched some solid innings for him, but again, 6.07 ERA in SEC play. And again, hitters almost hitting 300 against Tyler Rass. Again, let's move to the dish. Their lineup hit 269 overall in the season, 258. In SEC play, a 321 on base percentage and 17 for 22 stolen bases in SEC play specifically. So again, they run it, they run here and there. I wouldn't say they really rely on the running game as heavily as some others as we saw, but kind of just a middle of the pack, if you will, SEC ball club when it comes to at the plate. Players to watch for Alabama. They've got some good players now. They've got some talent in that lineup. But you got to start with infielder Zane. Denton, Denton leading their team with a 317 average, nine home runs, 38 RBIs. They've also got utility. Peyton Wilson, 297 average, nine homers, 30 RBIs. Now, he's a speedster, 10 for 12 in stolen bases, a guy. And again, Alabama, they don't run a ton, but when they do run, it's normally successful. So again, 10 for 12 in stolen bases, Wilson. And then the big power threat behind the plate for them, catcher Sam Prayton, 288 mark on the year, 13. 
13 home runs and 44 RBIs. Again, those 13 home runs led the Alabama Crimson Tide in long balls this season. Moving to the South Carolina side of things, because again, for Alabama, kind of just one of those middle of the pack, you know, just fighting, scratching, clawing to even get to 500 SEC play did not quite get there. You'll notice they went 12 and 17 in SEC play, by the way, because one of those games against Vanderbilt, I think got rained out or canceled, whatever. They never even made it up. So I don't know. For some reason, that game was not made up. So they went 12 and 17 in SEC play. But, but, again, but again, just a middle of the pack SEC ball club here that was just fighting to get to 500 uh, all season long on the South Carolina side of things. Now, here's where things get interesting, right? The starting pitcher for the Gamecocks, right handed pitcher CJ Wines, which I'm going to get into in just a second because I waited later in the day on Monday to record the podcast because I was like, we got to know who the starting pitcher is because that is one of the biggest storylines in this game. But let's start with what to watch for, guys. Let's talk about it because, of course, we're going to get into the C.J. Wines thing and the pitching strategy and all of that in just a second. But the first thing to watch for, hey, guys, like I said in the beginning, Welcome to the SEC tournament, man. The best, one of the most exciting weeks in all of college baseball. You know, these, these, these conference tournaments, I, I know a lot of Gamecock fans have a very negative feeling on Hoover and the SEC tournament, everything that comes with it, because, hey, call it for what it is. Hoover has been a house of horrors for Carolina baseball historically. Whatever the reason, even when South Carolina was winning national championships, it has been two in queue for the Gamecocks more often than not. You know, it's crazy. I was reading, listen to this, guys, reading up on South Carolina's history in the SEC tournament, which, by the way, the Gamecocks won the 2004 SEC tournament. They win a perfect 4-0 and in that event. But get this, all time in the SEC tournament, South Carolina is 29-49 and all time. I mean, that that is... That's awful. I mean, that, that is terrible. 29 and 49 all-time in the SEC tournament. But again, one of the greatest events in college baseball. I mean, it's literally going to be Omaha Jr., you know, for the South Carolina-specific side of things, for the college baseball side of things. I cannot wait to watch baseball all week long. And again, hopefully the Gamecocks have a big part in that. Something else to watch for, guys. We all know what's on the line when it comes to postseason hopes and dreams and where you sit right now in projections and, and what you've done to this point and what you need to do. What I'm really intrigued to see in this one is what is the strategy from Mark Kingston, from Skyler Mead, and from the Alabama side with Brad Bohannon, their head coach, the winner-take-all type strategy. You know, what are the moves made by both of these coaches, especially, again, on the South Carolina side of things? Who hits where? Who plays in what position? How, how, hey, how short is the leash for guys on the bump? Because, again, you know what's on the line. Hey, guys, you get it tomorrow, you got double elimination. It's not quite as much pressure. This is win or go home. Legitimately a must win. I talked about early in the season, right? Oh, you know, we use the phrase must win. We abuse it, right? It is one of the most overused phrase in sports to say a game is a must win because unless it's a game seven or an elimination type of game, it's not truly a must win. 
But this one, hey, guess what? It falls in that category. It is legitimately a must win for Gamecock baseball. I taught yesterday what I think you got to do. I think if you go two and two or better, I think you got a good, really, really good shot to host the regional in Columbia. If you don't, God forbid you lose today. God forbid you go one and three or one and two, whatever it may be. I think it's going to be tough. I think you might be traveling to Greenville or Charlotte. So the winner take all type of strategy. Because again, it's all hands on deck today. I mean, there's some obvious guys you can't really throw. You know, you couldn't throw Brett Carey. You couldn't throw Thomas Farr. Uh, probably Brandon Jordan couldn't go either. But I think it's all hands on deck otherwise. I mean, I really, really do. You've got to do everything in your power to win this ball game today. Bottom line, everything. You got to do everything in your power. You have got to push all the right buttons when it comes to Mark Kingston and Skylar Mead. And the same goes for the Alabama side of things. They'll be doing the exact same thing. It's a little bit of a desperation mode, if you will. Honestly, it is a desperation mode type of feeling that I have coming into this ball game today. So again, I'm really curious and intrigued to see the chess match that is the coaching from both sides. Again, what are the leashes like on coaches? Or excuse me, what are the leashes like on pitchers? Who starts where? Who hits where? How much do we see situational play into this? You know, our team's playing for one run or two runs. Are they more aggressive? Are they more conservative? That winner-take-all type strategy, what is the strategy the Gamecocks implement to ensure themselves this win today? Of course, guys, something else I'm watching for and we're all watching for. It was announced Monday afternoon, C.J. Wines, the righty, will get the ball. And, of course, when that announcement came out, a lot of eyebrows were raised. They were. We were all trying to project, you know, who's going to get the ball for South Carolina? Do they, do they try to bring back Brandon Jordan? Do they, do they, do they throw Sanders? Do they throw Bosnick? Do they throw Peters? Do they throw this guy, that guy. C.J. Wines getting the ball, making his third career start for South Carolina. His numbers so far, 1-0 with a 1.93 ERA, 11 strikeouts, and nine walks. Now, first things first, I want to get it out there and say this. I feel good with C.J. on the mound. I've, from what I've seen in his two career starts, one of them at Clemson and one of them last Tuesday against App State, you know, and I told you guys too, right, why it was so big last week for C.J. And the week before, hey, C.J. Wines is pitching himself into being a guy that Mark Kingston, Skylar Mead look at in the postseason and say, hey, we trust this guy to go get the job done, right? So I feel good with C.J. Wines. I think he's going to give you a shot to win no questions asked. He's got really, really good stuff that's going to play. It has played. It will play at this level, 94 to 95 with the fastball. Really, really good breaking ball. I mean, everything is there, right? Everything's there. And I think the start at Clemson where he showed that poise and that moxie and didn't let the rivalry and everything get to him and threw the ball really, really well, I thought, I think that's probably going a long way into making this decision as well. With that being said, okay, with that being said, if you are raising an eyebrow and if you are questioning the decision, I don't blame you. And, you know, that's fair. And it wouldn't have mattered who got the ball, by the way. It wouldn't have mattered who got the ball. If it doesn't work out, fans are going to critique it and criticize it and question it, right? I mean, the only guy that Sal kind of could have thrown realistically that fans would have all been on board with the matter of the result 
would have been Brett Carey, but realistically, you don't ask that kid to come back that early, man. I mean, listen, I want to win this game today badly, badly, because I'm a South Carolina fan. I want to win it for selfish reasons, for content. There's many game, many reasons I want to see the Gamecocks take this game today, right? I want to see postseason baseball in Columbia. But you're not going to put a, the, the health of a guy like Brandon Jordan or Brett Kier. You're not going to put their health at risk to win this game. You're already in the postseason, right? But if you raise an eyebrow and you're questioning the decision, hey, that is fair on your part. And this feels like one of those decisions where I get it's all hands on deck, but you're going to need to get three or four, maybe five out of C.J. Wines. You're going to need to get something out of him because, hey, you got more games to play, man. I mean, you don't, t- you know, you don't really want to have to go out there and throw seven or eight guys in that game today. But it's going to be one of those decisions by Mark Kingston and Skyler Mead that if it works, if C.J. Wines goes out there and shoves, they're going to look like geniuses. And if it doesn't, and South Carolina ends up somehow losing the ball game, it will be a decision that is questioned by fans for weeks until the regionals get underway. And that's just the reality of baseball at this time of year, which is, hey, you love that, right? We all want to be in this position. We do. We all want to be here. And it's just the reality of baseball at this time of the year. Because, hey, Alabama's not starting their number one either, guys. And I think a lot of it comes into this. Number one, I think they feel really confident with C.J. Wines. Number two, who else is ready to go? Honestly. And I don't think there was ever probably a thought of rushing somebody back early or especially, like I said, putting somebody's health at risk. Never even a thought. Never even a thought. And the other thing is this, guys. Like I said, Alabama, they're not throwing their number one either. So I'm sure some of the thought process with Mark Kingston and Skylar Mead is, hey, we're going to score runs today. We are expecting to score runs today. C.J. Wines is more than good enough to get us a win today because we are going to swing it. We don't need to win one to nothing. Hell, we don't even need to win two to one. We'll swing it well enough to give him some breathing room. But again, C.J. Wines getting the ball. And I think the goal, you know, probably is to get four, preferably five if you can, out of him. But a very interesting decision. No doubt, because you had a lot of options, again, which is a really good thing. You could have went John Gilry. So you had a lot of options. They're rolling with C.J. Wines. Fans with mixed feelings on this one. I feel good. I like C.J. I like his stuff, but this is a big spot. Definitely the biggest start of his career, no question. This is a really, really, really big spot for this kid. How does he handle it? Hey, this is where legends are made, man. This is This is where... Guys like Michael Roth go from being unknown lefty specialists to the greatest pitcher in Gamecock history. I mean, this is literally where it happens. So how does C.J. Wines handle the moment? That's really the biggest question because the stuff's good enough. I I think his stuff is without a doubt good enough. But mentally, the moxie, how does he handle the moment in the SEC tournament game one, a must-win game? For the Gamecocks. Something else I'm watching for, guys. Let's move to in the field. Two really key players for South Carolina. Two key infielders. George Khalil and Brennan Malone. What are the statuses of those two guys? George Khalil, I heard of the weekend. 
I've heard different things like a groin. I've heard ribs. Bottom line, George Khalil is hurt. And Brennan Malone, of course, we all know, dealing with that hammy, did not play this past weekend. What is the status of Brennan Malone as well? Can either one of those guys, or maybe even both, go? And you know what's funny? I know a lot of people this season have been dogging George Khalil, right? Uh, oh, he's just terrible. He should never play shortstop. He should. Let me tell you this about George Khalil, okay? Let me tell you this. He is the best option on this ball club. Go back to the Saturday game. One of the biggest moments in that ball game. Hey, I love Michael Robinson. It's no knock on Michael Robinson. But one of the biggest moments in that ball game. Thomas Farr gives up a three-run homer. But what preceded the three-run homer? What came prior to the three-run homer? Well, there was a tailor-made double play ball hit at the middle. I know it was scorched. Don't get me wrong. But a tailor-made double play ball that was scorched in the middle that went over Michael Robinson's glove. I turned to my buddy as soon as it happened. I said, hey, man, you think George Khalil makes that play? I mean, it's a fair question. His defense is worth every point that he does not hit for. So, if you can have a healthy Georgie in your lineup, and if you can have a healthy Brennan Malone, that is only going to help your ball club. Hey, is a guy like Brennan Malone available for a pinch hitting situation? Only going to help your team. What are the statuses of those two guys? Can they play today? Can they play the rest of this week? Because, you know, you'd like to have them. You don't want to push them because, hey, there's still postseason baseball to be had, right? You're in the postseason no matter what. You are going to a regional no matter what happens. But you surely would like to have those two guys if possible. Final thing for me, guys, that I'm looking for, and this is very simple, kind of one of those no-duh points, if you will. But bottom line is this. What I'm looking for is just the bats, the approaches, and can you and will you get enough out of your offense to advance to the next round? Because the opportunity's there. Hey, you're not facing Arkansas staff. You're not facing Tennessee staff. You're not facing Ole Miss's staff. You're not facing Florida staff. You're not facing any of these other teams. You're not facing one of the top caliber staffs in the SEC, guys. You're facing Alabama. All due respect to your opponent. All due respect to Alabama. You're facing a staff that is a 5.79 ERA in conference games. You are. One of the worst in the league in, in that category. One of the worst. I'm going to look it up right now because I guarantee you it's damn near the worst, honestly. Let's see. Category leaders, uh, let's see. Which, what's going to give? Because the Gamecocks ranked 13th in the SEC in batting average at 251. The Gamecocks are 13th in batting average. Alabama is 10th in ERA. And this is overall ERA, not SEC ERA, overall. ERA. This is their 4.64 ERA. 12th in oppo- opposing batting average at 262. 12th in batter struck out. They don't strike out many guys. What gives? Right? What gives? Do you 
Do you make an Alabama pitching staff that has struggled all year look really, really good? Or do you take advantage? Do you jump on them early? Again, they're not throwing their best guy. They're throwing one of their their better guys, I guess you could say, because he's thrown a lot. But the statistics say he struggled. He struggled. No doubt. Six and four with a five, four, two, man, he struggled. Will the bats give you enough? Because one of the reasons Hoover has been such a house of horrors for South Carolina is because I feel like with South Carolina, again, we all know power is the culture of Gamecock baseball. We all know power offensively is ingrained in this ball club, in, in the history of the program, whatever. If you, you can not like it. You can, you can say this, say that, which it always makes me laugh when people are like, oh, you know, Ray Tanner didn't win with power. He won with bunting and hitting running. And sure, the 2010 team, man, they did more of that than any other Tanner team did. Do, but do people forget about Ray Tanner and the teams he coached? They hit bombs, dude. They hit bombs. Okay? 95% of his teams hit bombs. So I don't know where this crazy narrative that Ray Tanner loves the bunt and loves the hit and run and loves small ball ever came from. But what has given you trouble in Hoover? is that these South Carolina teams have traditionally gone there, I think, and that is not a ballpark that plays for that type of game. I'm not saying you can't hit a home run out of there, but it ain't Founders Park. You're not playing in a Cracker Jack box. You are playing in a big-time ballpark. You're playing in a bigger yard. The bat should be able to do something today. The bat should be able to expose a, 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 you know, a very average Alabama pitching staff. You know, I, I saw some things that I liked over the weekend against Tennessee. You faced a really good staff. I saw some things I continue to not like in regards to, you know, approach, situational hitting, two-out hitting. But we've seen South Carolina take advantage of a not-so-great pitching staff when they went to Lexington against Kentucky. Will we see something similar in this game today? You're going to have to have it if you plan on advancing to the next round. All right, let's move to key player for the game. Key player for today's game. And certainly, you know, I could have went C.J. Wines. I mean, there's no question. I think his start is super important. But I think you're going to have to swing it today. No doubt. You're going to have to swing it, okay? You are going to have to swing it to win this ball game. And I'm not thinking that South Carolina – I'm not going to predict that South Carolina has some offensive explosion, you know, goes crazy at the plate. I'm not going to say that. I don't think they go crazy at the plate, but you're going to have to swing it, man. To expect to go out there and say, okay, we're going to win this game two to one. <laughs> Dude, these Tuesday games in the SEC tournament, they're probably going to be some of the higher scoring games you play in because you're not seeing everybody's best guy. You're not. Bottom line, you're just not seeing everyone's best guy. So when it comes to this South going to line up and a guy that I've talked about all season, you know, the, the heart and soul of this team and that has really been through the fire when it comes to Gamecocks baseball. You know, there aren't a ton of guys on this roster that were even on this team the last time Salcon was in Hoover. But outfielder Brady Allen was one of those guys. And I think it's going to be so important to get going early in this one, especially offensively. Brady Allen at the top of that lineup against setting the tone. You guys all know at this point the type of impact 
that he has on this ball club and on this team and in each and every single game the Gamecocks play. And I think that'll be the case again yet today. I'm, I, I feel very confident in saying that if Brady Allen has a good day, this team will have a good day and this team will win the ballgame. And this team really does go as Brady Allen goes. And for that reason, I'm picking Brady Allen, my key player for today's game. I think he needs to lead, lead this lineup, set the tone early at the top of the lineup, get these guys going. Hey, that was one of the things you saw at Kentucky when Sal kind of swung it so well. Yes, the situational hitting was much, much better. Yes, the clutch hitting was much, much better. But also, Brady Allen set the tone for this ball club. I mean, hey, first pitch of the game, base hit. You saw it, hey, you saw it Saturday against Tennessee. First pitch home run. Granted, it did not go the way we all hoped it would, but I think Brady Allen needs to continue to be that guy. Because, no, the history in Hoover does not matter. It doesn't. But, you know, I wonder if that's creeping into their heads a little bit. Like, man, we have not been good in Hoover for whatever reason. I don't think that's going to be a major issue for them. But you know how you can eliminate any of those bad feelings you might have? Get your guy Brady Allen going early. Put up a two or three spot in that first inning and give yourself something to feel good about early and give C.J. Wine some breathing room. All of a sudden, hey, we're having a fun day at the yard. So, again, my key player for today's game and you could say he's the key player for every game, guys, but I feel like in a game like this, you need your leaders. You, you need your heart and soul of your team to step up and be that guy, and I think and I know Brady Allen is that guy. I'm expecting a big game from him today. I, I really am. Let's move into our prediction, guys. What will happen? Gamecocks taking on the 10th seed Alabama Crimson tied in the first round of the 2021 SEC Baseball Tournament. You know, I know the history in Hoover. I, I, I know it. I, I know the history in Hoover. I know South Carolina has struggled mightily in this tournament for whatever reason. I, I really don't know. It's, it's baffling. It's mind-blowing to think that as good as this program has been, they have struggled that badly in this venue. And, you know, the latest rankings came out, right, which I'm going to get into just a second, a little bit more in depth. The latest rankings came out. D1 Baseball has South Carolina not ranked, not ranked in their top 25. If you don't think that's going to piss this ball club off, then I don't know what to tell you. You, you must not have been watching the same team all year that, that I've watched. Alabama, I think, again, you never take an opponent for, for, for granted, you know, one of those middle of the pack, you know, really, really up and down year, uh, you know, has some good players here and there, but really, I mean, honestly struggled. They struggled. They had a rough year. I mean, heck, they went 12 and 17, and I believe three of their wins came in a sweep over Auburn, who beat nobody. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check on that. They actually did beat Arkansas in the first SEC game of the season, which is mind-blowing to even think about. They also took one from Tennessee, got swept at Ole Miss or against Ole Miss. Uh, no, they actually only took two or three from Auburn. They did not beat many people. Swept Mizzou. That was their big one. Swept Mizzou. Okay. But there's nothing about Alabama, with all due respect to them, there's nothing about Alabama that screams to me, we should be worried. Really, it's really not. 
Are they dominant on the mound? Not really. No, I mean, they got a couple of nice pieces in the bullpen, but no. Are they dominant at the plate? Again, they got a couple of guys who can swing it pretty decently, but no. No, it's nothing that South Carolina has not seen, has not played, and has not beaten already this season. And people are going to talk about the history. They're going to talk about Hoover, how bad we've been there. Guys, none of that matters. None of that matters for this 2021 ball club. This team doesn't care. This team doesn't care what the teams in 2010, 11, 12, 13, et cetera, et cetera. They don't care what happened in the past. Now, with that being said, anybody can be anybody. This is the SEC. We all know that. And the SEC tournament is some of the best baseball, is the best baseball, and all of college baseball. And it's one of the most fun weeks in the baseball season for that reason, because it is the best of the best, and anybody truly can beat anybody. We have seen it all season long. So many storylines in this one, so many questions. C.J. Wines on the bump. Can South kind of situationally hit well enough to win the two-out hitting? Hey, if you get back in certain situations you saw over the weekend, do you bunt? Do you not? Do you let them swing away? What do you do? The coaching side of things. And, and of course, what I haven't even really mentioned, but I feel is so obvious, is South Carolina's postseason hopes. And Alabama's as well. I believe it's D1 baseball that dropped Alabama's one of the last four out, I believe, right now. And the Gamecocks are sitting on the cusp of being a regional host. This is huge for both of these teams. If Alabama's going to make a run at getting in the postseason, they have to win this game. And if South Carolina's going to make a run at being a host, they have to win this game. And that's what makes college baseball in this tournament so much damn fun is those stakes. But this is a team not being ranked in the top 25. And do rankings matter? Absolutely not, especially in college baseball. But I highlighted it on social media. I'm going to say it here yet again. We're talking about a South Carolina ball club. I think this team's being slept on a little bit. I really do. I really do. Guys, I think the Gamecocks, and am I a little biased? Maybe. But seriously, trying to take the bias out of it. I think this is a team. Win this one today, obviously. I really think this is a Gamecocks ball club, guys. That could make a run in Hoover. I really do. You have the pitching. And in regards to matchups, again, it's all due respect to your opponent. But in regards to matchups, you drew the most favorable matchup by far by getting Alabama. I mean, would you guys have rather played LSU? I don't think there's a single Gamecock fan who would have rather been matched up against LSU with all the talent they have, how good they've been playing a late. That is a ball club nobody wants to see right now. So with that being said, I think this is a South Carolina team that I think they'll come out pissed off. I think they'll come out with a chip on their shoulder. I think they'll come out wanting to prove that, hey, you know what? We've struggled against the elites of the elites this year. You have not lost a series to anyone ranked outside of the top 12 in all of college baseball. And guess what? The 13th-ranked team, the Florida Gators, you swept them. For, for, for anyone to think this is not a top 25 caliber club, and I respect the guys at D1 Baseball. I like Kendall. I like Fit a lot. I like him a lot. I'm going to have him back on my show at some point. But for anybody to think this is not a top 25 caliber ball club is just out of their mind. It, they're just out of their mind. We're not watching the same game. 
We're just simply not watching the same game. And again, in this one, I think this Gamecocks ball club is going to be excited to play, fired up to play. And again, guys, a lot of fans are down. I don't know where these doom and gloom Gamecock baseball fans have come from, bro. I, I have no idea. I don't know if they're Clemson trolls. I, I just don't know. I don't get it. But people are letting it. It, it was a grind. The SEC regular season, like I told you guys, was a grind. But this is still a really, really good ball club. And is South Carolina in the tier with Tennessee and Arkansas and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt? No, not necessarily. But I can tell you this, they're better than Alabama. <laughs> they're better than Alabama, and they will beat Alabama today, and they will advance to the next round. Again, I think the Gamecocks do not sleep on South Carolina in this SEC tournament. I think they could be capable of making a run. But again, first, you got to win this one. And I think South Carolina will. I got South Carolina beating Alabama. Final score, Gamecocks 6, Crimson Tide 3. Again, I'm going to go conservative with the run total. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say South Carolina is going to score 12 runs or 15 runs or anything crazy. Could they? I mean, we saw that. And that's my other point. We have seen this South Carolina lineup face a pitching staff. I mean, how comparable are Kentucky and Alabama? When it comes to staffs, I don't know. Let's take a look, shall we? Um, ERA, let's see, ERA, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. ERA, overall, guys, Alabama's is at 10th with a 4.64 ERA. Kentucky's at 12th in the 5. So, they're pretty damn close. They're both in the bottom third of the SEC rankings. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So we've seen this South Carolina lineup when they've taken on a pitching staff that isn't Mississippi State or Tennessee or Arkansas, right? It looks a lot different, and that, a lot of ball clubs can say that. So, hey, is South Carolina, like I mentioned, is South Carolina in the same tier? Is, are they in tier one with Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vandy, those teams I mentioned? I don't think so. I think the Gamecocks are missing a few pieces. But they're not in the same tier as Alabama either. They're ahead of Alabama. They're better than Alabama. And they will beat Alabama today to advance to the second round and the double elimination round of the SEC tournament. Again, give me Gamecock 6, Alabama 3. Lock it in, folks. That is my prediction for today's game. Again, 2 o'clock first pitch at Hoover. Medigan, quick reminder, live stream watch along on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, guys, very excited for that. Again, if you're trying to tune in, be sure to do so. Going to be a lot of fun as we take in the first round of the 2021 SEC Baseball Tournament. Again, guys, a couple quick news and notes, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, first one I just mentioned, South Carolina unranked in the D1 Baseball Top 25. Like I said, respect those guys. I respect what they do at D1 Baseball. They do a fantastic job. Kendall, Aaron, some of the best in the business, but – I. I respectfully disagree, and I will leave it at that. Um, some nice accolades coming in on Monday for the Gamecocks. Wes Clark named second team All-SEC. Will Sanders named the All-Freshman team. Very well-deserved. My one question is this. How on God's green earth does Brady Allen not make the All-Conference team? I, blows my mind. Um, some football news, some positive football news. Marshawn Lloyd saying in an interview he, will, he is cleared for everything on June the first. I know that excites Gamecock fans. Marshawn Lloyd will be good to go. 
Very excited to watch he and Kevin Harris and the rest of those South Carolina running backs and that rushing attack this season. Final thing, guys, D1 Baseball dropping their latest projections on Monday night. The Gamecocks right now, as of today, projected as a two-seed in the Greenville Regional going to ECU. Project as a two-seed. Duke would be the three in that scenario, and the four would be Wofford. Wofford would be the four. So, hey, I mean, you have to like South Carolina's chances, guys. Honestly, I feel good about their chances if that were the case. But, of course, you want to host. First step to doing that, beat Alabama today, which I think the Gamecocks will again. I got South Carolina winning the game 6-3, to three, locking in. Folks, again, happy game day. Hope you guys all enjoy it. Like I said, live stream, watch along. The plan right now, tentatively, 145 will go live. Two o'clock first pitch. You might be asking yourself, Chris, what about the Daily Crow? We will still do the Daily Crow as normal, noon to one. So double duty today here on a Tuesday, and that'll be the schedule. Hey, assuming we win, assuming we win, because we will win. That will be the schedule all week long. In regards to the Daily Crow, we'll continue to go on. We will adjust to when the baseball game is. I plan on doing live streams for each and every single baseball game that South Carolina plays. But again, guys, enjoy the SEC tournament, by the way. Enjoy the best baseball and all of college baseball. And I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Alabama, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.